We've all been in them, those meetings where we're sitting there scratching our head wondering, well, what are we doing here? This is a complete waste of our time. Or we've stood in front of the meeting and we're leading it and we're looking at all of those vacant stares from the people looking back at us and we're wondering, why did I even attempt this meeting? Well, I've been asked many times, how do you run an effective meeting? We know they're important, but I'm sure there's a better way to do it. And that's what I'm going to share today. There are seven steps, seven things that you can pay attention to that will help you create more effective meetings to get more out of your team. So let's dive into today's episode. Hi, welcome back to another episode of You're In Charge, Now What? I'm your host, Glenn Pash. And the goal of this channel is to help those of you that find yourself now in charge of a team, a division, a project, or even a business, build the skills necessary to lead high-performing teams. Each week, I'm going to focus just on one topic. I'm going to share tips and strategies that have helped me build my businesses so that you can apply them, generate consistent results, and more importantly, increase your bottom line. Now, if you're new to the channel, or maybe you've come here various times, but you haven't quite subscribed yet, please click the subscribe button, hit that notification bell. This way you'll be alerted each week when I release new videos. Uh, also, please throw in your comments. Love to hear what you like, what you don't like. Maybe there's a topic you'd like me to talk about, and I'll be sure to add it to a future video. So let's dive into today's episode. Meetings. As I said in the promo, We've all sat in meetings, bored to tears, looking at our watches, wondering why are we here? This is a complete waste of my time. And we've all said to ourselves, man, I could be doing something else. Or as I said, you were standing up and you were the leader of the meeting and you're just looking at a bunch of vacant stares, people scribbling, looking at their watches, and you're just talking, talking, talking in the back of your head. It's saying, how do I get out of here? How do we wrap this up? This is a complete waste of time. Meetings are necessary, don't get me wrong, but I would say half of the meetings that are called could be done on email. There is that running joke of this, you know, this meeting could have been handled over an email or over a phone call. So do we really need to have them? Yes. We don't need the bad ones. So how do you know? What are ways that you can create a better meeting structure for your company so maximizes those times. Now, there are two different types of meetings, so I want to be clear. We're going to focus on one of them because there are the short, quick meetings. I get a phone call from a client. They have a question. I have to go out and grab one or two of the people who are working on that account and say, hey, can you just jump into my office for a minute? And we, we talk about what's going on. That's a real quick meeting. That's not what I'm talking about in this uh, episode. Those meetings are off the cuff. You have to take it by, you know, on the fly, so to speak, and figure things out. And it's really not the most structured, uh, but those will happen. But I wanted to be clear, that's not what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about the set meetings that every company has. The sales meeting on Tuesday at 10 o'clock, the marketing meeting at 11 o'clock at a certain time, the account manager, or whatever your company has. There's always those meetings that are scheduled every week, or maybe they're monthly or every other week, but they're on your calendar and you go there. 
and sometimes you're excited and a lot of times you're dreading it because it's that walk to the principal's office of knowing this is not going to be fun. So let me walk through a couple things that have helped our company have better meetings. Now, one caveat, we don't always do this. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. I try. Sometimes, again, my brain gets rushing ahead of what I should be doing. And then my team pulls me back to say, don't we have a process here? So again, take it with a grain of salt. But this does work because when we do this, and we are pretty good, we're probably about 80%, 85% following this structure. And it really does work. So number one, the biggest of the seven, most important, that's why I'm starting out here, is asking yourself, why are we even having this meeting? It's an interesting question because a lot of people don't ask that. Why are we having it? What are we trying to accomplish, right? Why am I taking people away from their work that they're doing that's producing results for the company? Why am I pulling them away from there to meet in a room to discuss this? It should be important. It should have a purpose. A lot of meetings don't. It's just, well, the marketing team meets on Tuesday at 10 o'clock and we all meet, but there's no real set agenda. It's a lot of, well, what do we want to talk about? How's everybody doing? What do you think's going on instead of a purpose? So again, if you can, if you can handle what you want to accomplish over email, do it over email or phone call or text or chat. When you're taking people away from their work, it has to be to accomplish something that's moving the business forward. So understanding why, and what? Crystal clear what we want to walk out of this meeting accomplishing. Number two is who. Makes sense. Who needs to attend? Does everyone on the marketing team need to be here? Right. Once I start focusing on what we want to accomplish, maybe not all of the marketing team needs to be there. So once we do that, we are really super crystal clear on who. Now, there are gonna be times where you need everyone, an all hands on deck meeting, because you want everyone to hear from you as the leader out of your mouth, not passed down by other people. But again, be really respectful. And the reason why I mean respectful is those individuals are working. To take them away to sit in this room, as I said, it has to be more important than what they're currently doing. Right? They're doing something. We don't think a lot about that as a leader sometimes. The opportunity cost, the loss of progress on a project that they could have made because I have them in this room for an ineffective meeting. If it's an effective meeting, then yes, you need to be here. It's important. So again, if I'm telling them also, if I'm taking them away from their, their business, make sure that you tell them, hey, Glenn, I need you in this meeting because we want to talk about X and I know it affects what you're currently doing. Then I'm coming to the meeting going, okay, this is important. It's going to help me versus pulling me away from my work where I'm going, why am I going to this meeting? I have so much to do. So again, very clear on why am I having it? So what are we trying to accomplish that allows me to have the right people in the room who, and I explain why I need them into this meeting, right? Then number three, an agenda. Always have an agenda. What are we trying to accomplish? So maybe the beginning of the meeting is we're recapping what we did last meeting, getting caught up on did we, right? We had tasks coming out of the meeting. Where are we at? Progress, report, open items, close them out. Now we can focus on the bulk of the meeting. By having an agenda, everyone's prepared, everyone's focused, especially if you need someone, okay, Glenn, 
He's coming into the marketing meeting and we need him to present on the progress of where he's at on his project. What, what results do we have? What's his prognosis for you know, ETA? Are we going to hit our timeline and then future? Well, he needs time to be able to present. If I ask him in the meeting off the cuff, well, I'm going to get very broad level, high level. Well, I think, I think this is it, or we're just not going to be able to handle it because he doesn't have the reports or then we waste time. Hold on. Let me go to my desk. Let me see if I can download the report. Let me see if I can find it very unproductive. So have that respect for everyone's time who's coming to the meeting to be prepared. Because again, if we're very crystal clear on what we want to accomplish, who's coming, we can let them know if I need them to be prepared, I can have them prepared. So then we're using our time wisely. But by having an agenda, everyone's clear on what's going to happen. We can always have time to add in any other open items, something someone wants to talk about, but we're using our time very efficiently. Now, one other little side note right here about the meeting. Depending on how, how rigid you want to be, when you have your meeting time, if you say it's 10 o'clock, you might wait till 10.01, but I wouldn't wait for people. I've seen it. I've done it. Well, we'll wait for some people to get on. No, if I say 10 o'clock, I'm starting at 10 o'clock or 10.01, I'm starting. And the meeting goes. If you walk in late, everyone looks at you and says, why are they late? Now, maybe there's a good reason. But remember, being respectful of everyone's time. Just because one person's late, I'm disrespecting everybody else's time by waiting. Then they start thinking, well, then why do I have to be here on time? I can stroll in. I would start your meetings on time. I would end them at the same time to be respectful of everyone's time. So now once we're in the meeting, I would assign another person or one of the people to be the note taker. That's point number four. Have someone be in charge of taking notes. Now, the reason why I want everybody focused on a discussion or focused on what's going on. If everyone's heads buried down there typing, they're not really listening. By having someone take notes, keeping track of what was said, keeping track of who's assigned certain tasks and then sending out notes afterwards, I think that's a much better use of everyone's time. So have a note taker. And that leads into number five, which are the action items. If we're very clear on what we're trying to accomplish and we have our agenda, there are going to be next tasks, next steps, action items that come out of this meeting, or there should be. If we don't come out of a meeting with things to do, it was a wasted meeting. So once we have these action items, they should be assigned to someone or a group of people with a deadline. So everyone's clear, then note taker also takes track of those and puts them on the you know post uh, meeting notes. Here's what was accomplished on the agenda. Here's still open items for next week. Here are action items assigned to Glenn due Friday. Very important to make sure that happens as well, because going back to our previous, some of our pre previous episodes talking about manager skills, clarity, specific timelines, deadlines, all help performance and help generate consistent results. Now, this number six is Understanding it's a little bit of a framework or a little bit of a, a you know, a, I would say a, a wrapper around these action items. They all have to have an impact on the business. If you're just giving action items that have no real impact, then people are going to say this is a waste of time. Get really super focused on what we need to move the business forward. That's why we're having the meeting. 
Here's action items that are going to have an impact. So everything when we walk out of the meeting, action items should be moving a project further, doing some research to help uh, maybe a new service we're going to do, have a couple meetings with some people that are going to help our business. Everything we're doing should have an impact on our business. And then lastly, number seven is consistency. I like consistency for as much of my business as I can uh, generate. I always say if I can get 80% of my business to run consistently through structures and processes, then I can deal with the 20% things that pop up out of the blue. So same thing with your meetings. If you say to yourself, I'm going to have my marketing meeting at 10 o'clock on Tuesdays, well then everyone knows I can't have a client call on Tuesday at 10 o'clock because I have a meeting. I can't schedule another meeting. I can't, you know, have something else conflict with that. Or if somebody asks me to meet at 10 o'clock on Tuesday, say, I'm sorry, I have a meeting. Keep it as consistent as possible. Now, you can have flexibility, and I recommend that. Meaning if, for instance, in our company, sometimes we're away at a conference. So maybe some of the people who are supposed to be in that meeting are away. You can have a, a, a an email go out to everyone say, should we still have the meeting? Because half of our team is not here. Do you want to postpone it till the, they're back on Thursday? We could do it on Friday or just wait till next week and just catch up through email. Flexibility. You don't have to have a meeting. The other piece of consistency is following that ritual. Really consistent of starting on time, having an agenda, having a note taker, make sure notes go out. We have action items. That's that other end of consistency. And lastly, as a sort of a bonus, have the ability to be flexible. If you're finding that meetings are not effective, take a step back and ask yourself why. If you're seeing that we don't really need to meet every week, well then move it to every other week. Maybe condense the time. If you had an hour, see if we just collapse it down into a half an hour. And one little bonus tip for you, whatever time you think your meeting should be, trim it by at least 25%. So if you think we're gonna set aside an hour, really, try to get it done in 45 minutes. This way you give time back to your team. That's always a good thing because there are a lot of waste, uh, wasted time in meetings. But if you follow this structure, I think you'll gain some of that time back. So again, be flexible, but consistency of time, agenda, process, I think you'll have better meetings. So again, in summary, what and why? Why are we having this meeting to begin with? What are we trying to accomplish that's going to move the business forward? Who needs to be here? Make sure they know why they're coming to this meeting. Have the agenda. Send it out ahead of time. This way people can say, hey, could we also talk about this? Or if I need to be prepared for the meeting, I know that ahead of time. Make sure that I have a note taker in there so I don't have to worry about taking notes. I can take a couple notes, but the real nuts and bolts of everything that's being done is taken down by someone who will send it out to us after the meeting which includes our action items, all of the tasks that have to be done that are having that impact on the business. We have a schedule, we have a timeline, we have an ETA to be able to move the business forward. And lastly, consistency. Consistency of your process, consistency of scheduling your meeting, and consistency to have flexibility to change your mind if a meeting is no longer effective. So I hope that helps you. I hope you found value. I know, as I said, I'm not always great at this, but this is my framework that we work towards all the time. And I would say eight out of 10 times, this is the way we run our meetings. So again, I appreciate your time. If you found value, if you've made it this far in the video, please subscribe if you haven't already. Please share this out. There's a lot of people I know who really 
uh, could use this information. It's, you know, new people, but also experienced managers who struggle with meetings as well. As always, please put your comments. I really do appreciate your attention. And as I say at the end of every episode, you're in charge, but now you have a new tool to help you become more successful. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next time.